Hello, this is the Manifesting Your Dreams, a wedding industry podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Bickford. I'm a creative entrepreneur, a mom, and a wedding industry professional. When I started my wedding planning career, I had nothing, but I knew I had the edge to grow in this incredible industry and establish my name. I remember feeling, and still do, I would do anything to be one of the best wedding planners in the world. This podcast is about establishing your goals and manifesting them into a thriving career in the wedding industry. It's also about my personal aspirations and struggles, hearing from other industry professionals and their experiences, and setting your ego aside so that you can attract and receive greatness. You can expect to hear from me each week. I will share with you actionable steps you can take to build a thriving business and connect with other incredible human beings in the wedding industry, no matter where you are. I started this podcast because I feel a great purpose to share my insights, encourage you to push through your comfort zone and help you elevate your mind to exceed your potential in the wedding industry. I hope you learn something, laugh a little, and feel inspired as you go through this next chapter in your life. Now set your ego aside. It's time to manifest your dreams. Originally from Los Angeles, Carly fell in love with the stunning views, the welcoming wineries, and the supportive community of wine country. For the past seven years, she has been bringing together thousands of beautiful moments for her clients. She has established relationships with truly exceptional vendors, allowing her to provide clients with flawless and memorable events. With her attention to detail, each event is produced as though it were her own. She grew up in a home where entertaining was their hobby, and now having a business transforming clients' dreams into reality is her dream come true. I am so excited to have Carly Saber on the show today. Literally, she was one of my first employees at Roke Events, and I cherish her, I love her, and I respect her in all ways. She is so dedicated to her craft, and she is literally one of the best event planners that I know, and I am just so excited for you to get to know her today, and we're going to share our story, our journey together, and what she currently is doing now. So I hope that you enjoy this, whether you're driving or you're working or you're just needing a break from reality. Here is my interview with Carly Saber. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, I have Carly Saber of Carly Saber Events, and she's one of my best friends in the entire world. And it's such an amazing story on how we even became friends. Literally, I feel like I manifested Carly Saber into my life. So Carly, welcome. How are you today? I'm very excited to be here and chat with my bestie. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So tell us your story on how you got to be where you are today, because I feel like I played a big role in this and you and I were just in the trenches and we survived COVID and yes. So tell us how you got your start, because I know that there's a lot of people wanting to know like, oh my gosh, this is such an impacted industry and I don't even know where to get started to be a wedding planner, to be a designer. So share with us your story. Absolutely. It definitely was a, not as long as I imagine some others journeys have been, um, but it was something that began when I was pretty young and has been on a pretty upward trajectory since then. Um, So I started as a lowly college student uh, at Sonoma State, and I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I came in as a communications major. I was like, I think I want to be a journalist. I think that I want to work for a magazine. Like the publication world was always super interesting. Uh, And then I did a few classes and internships in that world and was very quickly, like, this is not for me. And simultaneously, I was in a sorority. And as we all know, sororities do a lot of events. And so that really was kind of my first 
step into the actual event world besides just throwing cool parties at my house. My parents were big party people. We threw a 4th of July party one year that had 80 people and a magician in our backyard. Um, and your Thanksgivings, the Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes, that's a oh, big yeah. to do. That are like 40 people every year. We have to cater it sometimes. It's a big to do. So events have always been in my blood, if you would. Um, and so when I had an opportunity in my sorority to plan a big event, I was like, yeah, I could totally do this. And so I planned like our big charity event, which raised like $60,000. And it was like a huge performance, all this kind of stuff. It was really fun. And so then at that point, I had to find an internship to graduate. It was like, I needed an official one that would satisfy all these requirements and yada, yada, yada. So I started thinking and was like, hey, I really enjoyed planning this event. What if my internship was like a planning internship? And so that was when I reached out to a bunch of planners in the area. I just sent a generic email that was like, Hi, I need an internship for school. Um, are you looking for one? And it's really funny because you were actually not on that list, um, but another planner wrote me back and was like, hey, I'm actually already full with like the interns that I need for this year, but here's the email for someone that I love. You should reach out to her instead. Um, and that was you. Crazy. So like the stars aligned in that world. And I sent you an email and you right away were like, let's do an interview. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, great. What I like have only worked in a restaurant or like on campus. I'm like, this is like a real, real thing. And I remember I was sitting outside my headphones in and you were asking me a bunch of questions and I was just doing my best to answer them being like, I have zero real experience, but would love to help you. And will you also sign my paperwork? Um, and by the end of that call, we were like super vibing and you immediately were like, so when did you say you were supposed to start? And I was just like, literally, oh my God, a couple <laughs> weeks, like, let's do it. And that was it. And I sent you all my information and I literally started like three weeks later uh, in the office. And so that was That's how right. we the office, we had an office before COVID. Oh my gosh. Yes. I in downtown Napa. Driving all the way to Napa from Roner Park twice a week. I got so lost. Well, the, like one of the first weeks, it was like one of those torrential downpours. And I remember being all nervous to ask you and you were like, Hey, you don't need to come in today because the roads are flooding. And I was like, thank God. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know. Let me reflect on, on my side of things because this is fun because I'm actually on the other side of <laughs> Sorry. I literally was like, okay. And I, I need to, let's back up. I wanted to grow my team and I still have the goal of like being one of the best wedding planners in the entire world. Right. Like I want to be international. I want to do all the things. I have so many goals and dreams, but at that point in time, I was in my manifestation, like process and mindset. And I was like, I really want to grow my team with like talented people. And like, I just, I don't know where to start because at that point, was it 2016? It was, it was January of 2017. 17. Right. So I was like four or five years into Roke events and I was just like, I'm ready to grow even more than what I'm doing now. You know, universe helped me out. And that's when I got your email and I was like, Yes. And thank you so much. And I was, I just was so like happy that you reached out. I thought you were so smart. And when I met you, I was like, she's perfect. We both wear glasses. Mm -hmm. Like I did a semester at Sonoma State. Okay. Yes. Stars are aligned. Yeah. Okay. Continue the story. Totally. So I start coming to the office twice a week. That was kind of the arrangement. It was like a couple hours um, each time. And I really was just your shadow, right? So I was there to answer kind of like the generic hub email and any random tasks that you felt like I wouldn't screw up or like was an opportunity <laughs> for me to like kind of get something off of your plate, right? So I was really just kind of soaking it all in. It was all very new to me. I remember you had said something like, about the time flow and like cocktail hour. And I was like, when is cocktail hour? 
then you were like after the ceremony before <laughs> dinner like i had been to one wedding when i was like nine it was like my cousin's wedding so i had really no idea what was going on and so i really had to learn from like the ground up of like what goes into a wedding what does a wedding even look like and so then it was nice so that was january you know january to march ish right it's like mostly just office work getting to know you getting to know the team and like what goes into behind the scenes how to write an email all of that mm-hmm. good stuff, right and then once it hit like april may now it was time to like i got to actually go to some events and so that was really cool where i got to be on site i remember i always i tell the story to my clients sometimes it's literally so i know this story <laughs> you know where i'm going it was actually stayed in Yachtville and I wore these, well, we start in like setup clothes, right? Like, hello, we're not trying to get all sweaty in our nice clothes right off the bat. So we come in setup clothes. Then you're like, okay, but we're going to switch into more like appropriate event attire right before guests come. And I change into these like really cute, I still have them, like heeled booties. And I basically thought I was going to die after like hour three. (laughs) And we were running around this huge property. Like just because the wedding has started does not mean you're not still walking around like a crazy person. And so I was dying. I'm like leaning up against the wall. I remember asking if I could take my shoes off. And you were like, I'm so sorry. No, Um, you cannot be barefoot. Um, And I remember like, okay, since then, absolutely not. I invested in like the best flats. Like I get a new pair every single season. Like there's always things that you learn, but like that was like a quick, that one stuck real fast. Um, yeah. That you, you come prepared to do a lot of walking, that these are intense days with a lot going on. Uh, and so you got to be ready to be on your toes at all times. Um, that was my first wedding on site. And then proceeded to do a bunch more with you where I got to just really be like the extra shadow, right? You had an actual right. assistant um, there and I was just there to be an extra set of hands and to just like absorb all of it, to watch how you talk to clients all that good stuff. Uh, And so after that, I had time to graduate. And it was like, what do we do now? What do I do with my life? Um, I grew up in LA. And so my whole family was down there. A lot of my friends were not staying in the Bay Area. They were either moving back home or moving to another state. And I remember my mom gave me like a little ultimatum where she said, you know, I will help you for the first like three months post-graduation. Like if you don't have a job, then at that point you have to move home until you can get something to sustain yourself. And so I came to you and I was like, Hey, I don't know if you're actually looking for a full-time planner, but if you are like, I would love a job. Right. And so it was one of those things where we stepped apart. You offered me like a a smaller position. And I was like, okay, I think I could make this work. Maybe I should do like this and something else until I'm like able to be a full-time planner. Like how do I make it work? And it was maybe a couple of months, like maybe honestly, like two months that then you came to me and you were like, Hey, I think I'm at this point where I need someone to be full-time on my team. And I need it to be right now. <laughs> I was like, great, because I have not found a second job. So yeah. <laughs> that's great for both of us. Um, and that was it. And so like before that summer even ended post-graduation, I was officially full-time. And that was that. And I never looked back. I never moved home. And I've only had one job ever since. And that was like the COVID thing, which we'll get to but like literally never looked back. Um, So it is definitely thanks to you that I am anywhere near where I am right now. Um, But that was kind of the first like dive into like, how did I then become the full-time planner, right? It was the part-time, the intern part-time, and then there it was. Yeah. So any young people I would say Mm -hmm. that are like just about to graduate, even if your college or you're not going to college and this is what you want to do, like try to be an intern with someone. Mm -hmm. And I would say my advice is to be an intern with a company that is like on the verge of great growth so that you can learn with them and grow with them. If you like start at the top and you go with like an ultra luxury planner, 
they may not have a position for you at the end of the internship. And what's special about your relationship with me and Roke Events is I was growing and I wanted you to grow with me. And we did just that. Like I felt like we were conquering the world together. So that would be my advice for anyone who wants to get into the industry is try to be an intern with a growing company so that you can grow with them. I would totally agree. I think that made all the difference that it felt also really one-on-one. Like we really knew each other, even though it had only been like five or six months, I really felt like I was under your wing and not just like someone on your staff, right? Mm-hmm. That was just showing up when I had to show up. It was really like a, a cultivated experience where I felt like I really got to learn from you directly and not even necessarily from another planner that's like an associate planner. It was like me and you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is ultimately what then we became was the the dynamic duo that we, that we were. <laughs> we were like Raquel and Carly. Like that that's what people mm-hmm. knew us as is like Raquel and yeah. Carly of Roke Events and this is the dream team. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, continue the story. We're on mm-hmm. edge. Yes. So then um, many a year go by. um, And exactly, we really started to take off. I felt like Rogue had been really getting its footing when I started. And by the time like we had been working together for like two years, like full time, I felt like everywhere we went, people knew who we were and venues were like putting us on their list and we were mingling and people had heard of us and all that. It felt really good to really be like feeling like a professional. Um, and I think that I very quickly, like I just like dove in head first, like event, obviously then at that point when I became full-time, you were like, okay, so now you have to like have your own clients and you have to start doing the sales and like getting them on board and all of that. I remember I did my first pitch call. They called like a little bit early and shout out Anna. We love her. Um, I did my very first uh, pitch call with her in my car parked outside the office because it was like I was in a little bit of traffic and we call like right on schedule. Right. And it was right. like, I don't even know now so long ago, probably like two o'clock phone call. It was like one fifty nine. I knew I wasn't going to make it into the office without feeling like rushy. So I just parked my car. I did it in the car. And I came inside and was like, oh my, I'm like sweating. I still sweat after a pitch call, you know, but this was definitely like, I was so flush. I was so like, oh my God, I did it. And then she signed and it was amazing. And that was like the first one that was really like my client from the beginning. And it was really, really special. Um, And I still talk to her and like have a relationship with her now. And that was geez, a long time ago. Um, And then she was a model for one of our styled photo shoots at the Abel Long Beach. That was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the way that everything like continues to evolve is crazy to me. Uh, And so, yeah, that was super fun. And so, yeah, then I just continued on that path, right? So I was doing kind of like the smaller packages and building up into the level that would be like the full service, right? So I started with just our partials and like our smaller ones. And then um, really, I think a huge turning point for us and the way that our business was structured, because I think at the time, it really was, I was really only doing the small stuff and you were taking care of all things full service. And then a huge factor was then I think when you got pregnant and it was a difficult time for all of us. I like just did like the biggest like breath. Like I was like, <gasps> Pregnancy. Yeah. 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 Pregnant Raquel. Yeah. A totally different um, (laughs) world and human. Um, But yeah, that was, I think, huge, huge for us because at the time um, you had a difficult pregnancy. And so because of that, you had to lean on me a lot more. So it was- I had to lean on you. Let's like like give you full credit. I had to lean on Carly 99% of the business. (laughs) No joke. I could not get I could not move from the couch I had to sleep downstairs like close to the nearest bathroom like for like the entire time and so I really trusted you to run Roke events literally for 10 months yeah it was crazy it was like I remember I scheduled a call with a client potential client that was interested in a full service and I remember looking at the date and looking at like everything and going to you and being like what do we do do we do we turn down full service because you are incapacitated or do I just do it and you were like do you think you could do it and I said 
yes. And then you're like, then talk to her. And if she books, she books and we go for it. And I, that, and ever since then, and that was Quinn and Andrew. Um, yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, okay, let's back up. I don't, I think, I don't think I was pregnant just yet. Actually. That was when I was in Mexico. Right. But that was, we knew that I wanted to get pregnant. Yeah. I think at that point. Yeah. And so I just remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember like trusting you fully and being like, all right, go ahead, do the pitch. You've got this. Mm -hmm. And you sent them the contract. It was one of the highest booking clients that we've ever booked at that time. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, Carly is my person. (laughs) Carly, I I want Carly on my team literally forever. It was such a rush. And like the fact that you had trusted me and obviously I've like heard you do these calls. I knew exactly what was involved. I have watched you. I had been your right hand helping all of your full service. And so it was one of those things where it was like, it's deep in your brain and you just have to like trust yourself and let it happen. It's that whole like ultra of like, you know, more than you think, you know, like you just have to trust. And so um, that was the first, yeah, full service that booked where they knew that I was going to be the lead. And uh, from there, then we started to really, yeah. So then that was the crazy year where um, I was definitely like jumped in. It was like, okay, I'm the boss. And unless it's an emergency, we're going to not bother Raquel. And then and obviously right. anytime there were things going on, I was still like very much in communication with you, but we were trying to super limit the communication of clients with you. Right. Right. So it was like everything had to filter through me first. And it was all very like, okay, if something feels like you want to run it by me, like run it by me. I'd write this, these huge long emails with all of this information and you'd read it and you'd be like, okay, looks, this looks really, really great. I'd maybe tweak this and I'd rewrite that sentence like this, but otherwise like you've got it. And that was how it was, where it was like a little babysitter vibe. Right. Until then eventually I didn't need to ask you anymore. And I knew that it was fine. Um, And and I knew that it was fine. Like I had confidence in you. I wasn't like, oh, she's, she's still doing okay. Like, I don't know. No, I had full trust in, in your work ethic, your literacy, and just the way you held yourself with couples. Thank you. It was really crazy. And I always think it's funny, especially now being where I'm at now, like it felt at the time, like I was so much younger than the couples and all of that. Right. So these were people that were like superior to me in age and experience. And I was trying to make sure that when they were talking to me, that they didn't feel like I was younger. Cause I mean, I was literally like 23 And this was also pre like Zoom, which was like probably my benefit at the time um, because everything was on the phone um, or email. And so it was really easy for me to just like come in confident, sounding good. Like people had no idea really how much experience I even had. And as long as I was delivering exactly what they needed, then that's all that really matters. And so it was great that I was able to like do so many from start to finish um, where everything went really smoothly, obviously learned a lot and there were ups and downs as always, but like in general, it felt like we were really taking care of all of our couples. And Mm -hmm. then you came back and it was like, oh, great. Now we can just do more stuff. Right. It was one of those things where now that I was in the full service world, it was like, wow, now we can do more events. And also I think that was really when we pivoted into you really got to focus on being the designer and not just their full service planner, but we were able to really elevate your design expertise into this new tag team. You get two planners for one. Like I was really advocating as like the logistics person and you were the designer and you got both of our brains for a lot of the couples. And I think that was really cool for us to be able to, I think that is when, we jumped just a little bit in like the the level of clients that we were getting, right? When we right. were able to branch just a little bit. We've always been in the luxury because I think of just the nature of where we're located. But I think at that point was really when we were trying to focus more on actual luxury clients mm-hmm. and not kind of generic Napa Valley client, but like specifically more of the luxury market. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I want to make a point really quick for listeners that are like, okay, I'll do the internship and kind of follow the the Carly Roke path is that when clients are like, well, how many weddings have you done? It's mm-hmm. a lot. We get that a lot. Yeah. And if you've only done five or 10 yourself with Roke events or with the company that you're working for, you can say, as a company, we have done 350 events, 400 mm-hmm. events, whatever. And right. that gives you street cred. Right. That, like I that gives around being like, oh, this is my first year as a planner. Do you want to spend thousands of dollars? Like, no. <laughs> right. Because you had the support and yeah. you literally were on the fast track of planning and learning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that was just like a, a super big boot camp course when you were an intern. And then it just grew from there. Totally. And there is something to be said that like, I wasn't on my own ever. Like there was never a time where it was ever the responsibility was divvied up where like, these are your clients. Like, and that's, that's that. It was very much like, even though they're your, you're the lead, they are our clients, right? So if one of my clients was asking me something that I didn't know or had a weird request and I wasn't sure like, okay, do you, do we even have a recommendation for this? Or how do I address this situation that's going on? You were always there. And I think that that is important for becoming a good planner is you have to learn from someone. And so mm-hmm. I think that having someone that you feel comfortable going to and asking for help, like that makes all the difference. If you were someone that I felt like was just way above me and I needed to figure it out and only come to you if it was an emergency, I think it would be very different. But it felt like no matter what was going on, I could text you or call you. We were on the phone all the time, every day, right? I and literally so- remember we just start on the phone at like nine... 30 in the morning. And then we would just be working while we're on the phone and just be like, you still there? Totally. <laughs> it's been 40 minutes. <laughs> How are your tasks coming? <laughs> we just got deep into the email land, but like never hung up. Oh, hey. And yeah. I feel like we were a team and that was what is really important. I think, especially if you're someone that's new to not be in a position where you feel like you have no one to turn to. Right. Uh, because that I think is where you will get into trouble. Right. Is- right you don't have that support system. Yeah. And I want to say it wasn't a one-way street where you were just coming to me with issues and problems. I definitely was coming to you too and being like, okay, you know, how do we handle this situation? Does my response to this couple sound good? Yeah. And so – I appreciated you and your intelligence, even though you were still in the beginning phases of your career. I, I respect you in that way. Yeah. And I feel like we very quickly realized that we're, we have a very similar sort of like outlook and demeanor. And it was fun to be able to have those conversations where It was like we were exactly reading each other's emails, really getting into the nitty gritty of like, how do we want to sound to others and really making sure that we were like a united front and that we were really feeling like everybody was getting the same experience. Right, right. Okay. And then, and then what happened? Tell us. Okay. So then, (laughs) then bad things happened. Yes, bad um, things happen to the entire world. <laughs> everyone uh, known to man. Um, so then then COVID hit. So we were doing really great. We were both having like full seasons and like 2020 was looking good. We and- went to Nashville January of 2020 yes. because we were going to launch Ro- Roke Nashville. Like mm-hmm. big things. Big things. It was looking up. We had a wedding in Mexico booked. Oh my God, yes. Oh, yeah, never happened. I know. And it was just, yeah, one day it was like, oh, there's like definitely something going on that is going to affect us very quickly. And I mean, I truly believe we did everything that we could at the time to make it work. Um, obviously, every industry got hit with COVID. No one got out unscathed. I think definitely the events industry is one that got hit really hard without a lot of ways to pivot. Like people did what they could to make extra money, but there was just 
at some point, like if you can't have an event, you can't have it. And that is just the way that it goes. It's and literally so, the law now. Yeah, it yeah. was like, we cannot have more than 10 people and all of this stuff. And so um, everything imploded. And we moved as many couples, like we did all that we could to like postpone everybody and hang on and get the loans from the government and like do all the things that we can to keep afloat. But ultimately like no one was paying us, right? So right. then we had the difficult conversation where you came to me and basically I remember you were just like, I want to continue to work with you, but at this point I don't have any money to pay you. And right. it's like, that is a real life problem. That is where we were at. Like we had done everything we could to float ourselves as long as we could. And I think if COVID had ended that fall, we would have been fine. But right. the fact that we were like hitting October and things were just literally still not in sight, it was like, what are we supposed to do? Mm -hmm. And ultimately it was better for both of us if we could just let it go and like get unemployment, get another job. Like, what are we going to do? And then we would figure everything out later. And so, so it was so sad. And it's, it's one of those things where it was so sad and it was so hard, but I also am like, if we were to ever split ways, like this was an opportunity for us to do it in a way that like preserved our friendship and the relationship that we had built where it wasn't any sort of like, Hey, I'm going to leave now and create my own company and thanks for all of your mentorship. But like, and how do I not book clients for your, I mean, it was like so crazy and I couldn't ever imagine telling you that I wasn't going to be your partner anymore. And so it was this world where it was like, well, if this was going to end, at least it's like, on our own, um, meh, on our own terms ish, right? Where we got it was to be the like, universe's terms. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so we were able to stay super close, which I am like forever grateful that that was something that was able to happen for us. Um, so I ended up like getting a job at a medical clinic, uh, being a just like office assistant, because I was like, I need to pay my bills. Right. And uh, so that was kind of the first step was I, I did that. Um, I had a conversation with um, our friend Emily about like, where am I at with the events world? And she was really instrumental in like, you know that you're allowed to open your own business if that's something that you want to pursue. And I literally had never even considered that as an option, to be honest. And like growing up, even telling, you can even call my mom, get her on the horn. She would be like, Charlie literally always said, I do not want to own my own business because I don't want to deal with the business stuff. Like, I just wanted to always be my job. I didn't want to be the owner and all the other things that go with that. I was like, I don't like taxes. I don't like accounting. I don't like any of that stuff. And I didn't want to deal with it. And I just assumed that my whole life I would be able to get away without doing that. And so then when this situation was going down and we had like all of these couples that were in this limbo world, and it was at a time where you were really feeling like you didn't want to absorb them and take on all of this extra work in this limbo universe it was like should I just figure it out and so that is what I did so I opened my own business like legally and I called all of our clients that were now in 2021 and was like hey this is what's going on um I'm gonna open my own business Raquel has decided that she's not going to take on the other couples that were under my umbrella. So here's what's happening. You can just move over to me and, and, and everything stays the same. Like I'm right. not changing the package. I'm not changing what's left for you to pay. What you've paid Roke is staying over there. And it's right. just whatever's left when things come back. You don't owe me anything right now. Right. It'll just be in a theoretical world when we can have events again. Um, I'll be there ready for you. And in the meantime, I have this other job that's paying my bills. <laughs> the other and, job. So oh, job. man. Yeah. It and gives so, you like a perspective, right? You're like, no, actually, 
wedding planning and event planning is my purpose and my passion. Yeah. I don't want the desk job. I, I do want the creative freedom. I want the freedom to book a vacation whenever I want to technically. It's it amazing. It was the culture shock of going from, especially because it's like since I've graduated, I've never had a nine to five ever. Like I've only ever had part-time jobs getting me through college. And then immediately was in this world where the hours are flexible and I can not work until 11, but I'll work until 8 p.m. And you really get to be your own boss. Even though you are my boss, I still got to really control a lot of my schedule. And so then when it was all of the sudden, I had to wear like business clothes and be at the office at 8 a.m. I was like hit like a brick. I'm like, this is how people live. I cannot. Like... (laughs) And it was just the like worst culture shock that I have ever had. And a couple of months in, uh, things started to resurface. So I like officially started that job like February. And so by May, things were like poking up. If you were all outdoors, if you wore masks, like you could still have your event. There were just restrictions. And so that was the world we were living in. And so I started to do both. As my wedding clients started to pop back up, I was simultaneously working for them and for the medical clinic. And so- Can I say something? Yes. I remember being like, Carly, you (laughs) are brilliant. You are amazing. Like get out of this medical job and just put all of your eggs in your business. And I, you were like, ah, I don't know, right? And and yeah. also you, you're such a dedicated person. You're like, but they rely on me so much. And I'm like, yes. they will find someone else. You are unhappy. Like do what makes you happy. I know it was, it was hard because yeah, I guess like sometimes I'm too loyal. I've only worked for these people for like three months and I'm like, they're going to be high and dry. Um, even though it was literally so boring. Um, and yeah, so yeah, so I did both for a really long time. I was like, thank you for your advice, Raquel, but I'm going to suffer a little bit longer um, <laughs> because I'm scared. And so I ended up doing it. I remember it was like, I think Labor Day weekend that I put mm-hmm. it in my two weeks. Um, so I made it about, what is that? Six months, seven months of basically what very quickly became two full-time jobs. Um, What started out is like, oh, a few wedding clients are thinking that things are happening. So we're doing some emails when I come home from work. And then it was like, oh, my God, I'm working all day and all night. And uh, my fiance, my boyfriend at the time was like, this is not sustainable. Like, what's what's the plan here? Because you are burning the candle at both ends. I was working 40 hours a week for the medical clinic, plus basically 40 hours a week with the wedding planning and being on site on the weekends. And so it just like very quickly was like, I need to, this is happening and I need to, do I want to be a wedding planner? Am I going to start selling and like booking events for the next year? Or are we just going to ride it out with the clients that I felt like I owed my services to? And so then it was the threshold of like, oh my gosh, I just got an inquiry for 2022. That's like a, that's a new client. Okay. Okay. And then as soon as I hit, I think like six clients for the next year, I was like, this is real. This is happening. Yeah. And so, okay, here we go. And I, I put in my two weeks and that, that was it. And I booked my first season and it was awesome. It was one of those things where you're like, wow, this really ended up feeling like it was really meant to be because then you were able to like get yourself back on track. And now you're in a place where I feel like you're way better off than we were to get like as a team, we were amazing, but ultimately like financially, we're both doing better. So it feels like at the end of the day, we were really able to like each take what we needed out of the sort of implosion. Um, Yeah. So yeah, it's been wild. And now it's been a couple of years and I'm like- I know, now it's been a couple of years. And I remember my first full season back was 2022. I'm rounding out my second full season back after COVID. What a wild (laughs) ride. Um, (laughs) And then I'm already sold out for 2024 booking 2025. Like this is just, it's, I'm so thankful that we're back. Because yeah. this is what we love doing. 
Yes. This is our purpose. Yes. Serving couples and clients like birthdays and whatnot. Mm-hmm serving them to give them the most incredible events and weekends of their lives. Yeah. I mean, it's what an honor day. I feel like, thank God this worked out because I feel so lucky all the time. Like I literally was just at a wedding a couple weeks ago and I had a guest, like a random guest come up to me and she was like, Hey, um, I like, I'm in the corporate world. I like, everyone is from New York. She's like, I'm like in the corporate world. And I just kind of want to be a wedding planner. And I just like wanted to ask you if you had any quick pros, this is like literally we're like moving guests to dancing, like <laughs> this is the middle of the event, like low key. And I'm, she's just like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. She's like, do you have any pros and cons of like the job, like what, what are you thinking? And literally all I could think of was, I was like, you know, I love my job. And the only con I could think of at the time to tell her was that sometimes people are really mean and like rude and you come across people that hurt your feelings. And like, this is a tough business where this is a very important day. And so sometimes people are not their best selves and you just have to like learn to navigate that. And that was literally all I could think of. And then was like, all right, got to go do other things. Then like the next day I'm talking to Devin in the car and I mentioned that to him. He starts listing off. He's like, you have to work a lot of weekends, like all this stuff. And I'm like, no, none of those things matter. Like, right. I literally don't care that I have to work half the Saturdays in the year. Like, because I am so happy with what I do. Like, it was crazy to me. I was like, there are obviously pros and cons to every job, but that really was something that like stuck to me that like, that was the only thing I could think of that. Like, if I could change, that is what I would change. Absolutely. Part of it. Right. It's just part of it. Right. That's just Mm -hmm. what it is. You know, hospitality industry, we work weekends. Okay. Like, that's just what it is. That's what our schedule is. It's fine. Yeah. I would agree with you on that, that some people are just like, so mean and like just so out of line and maybe they're not intending to have their anger towards us but we're the easiest target right yeah. we are the help in their mind we're the servers we're the staff and uh, a lot of i would say a lot but a few um clients just step over that boundary and don't appreciate us but then that means that they're not our people you know right because exactly. we want to serve and we're so happy to serve. Allow us to serve you. Mm-hmm. Trust us to serve you because this is this is our this is our livelihood. Literally, we do this every single day of our lives, right? Yes. So trust us, everybody. Yes, exactly. And I feel like so much of the time, like our clients are amazing and I love all of them. And so exactly when there are those times where like something gets ruffled and it's it's really hard not to take it personally. And you have to just remember that like, I ultimately am always doing my best. Like I am always trying to make sure that you are happy, that you have what you need and that you feel good all the time. And so, um, yeah, that's like the one thing that I feel like I've really tried to learn and to grow is that when something like how to react in those situations, right. Mm -hmm. And how to make sure that like you very quickly get back on the same page and that like we calm it down and that we just don't like feed into the, like, I can't then be mean to you back. Like, that's just not how it works. We don't do that. We can't do that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is a, you know, manifesting your dreams podcast. And so Tell us about a goal that you have for the future and how are you going to make that goal a reality? Is it through manifestation? Do you believe in that? Do you journal? Do you have affirmations? Take us through your goal process. Yeah. So I think I'm a little bit in like the hybrid camp. I don't think I'm quite so fully onto the like full 100% manifestation train. But I do think that I believe very strongly in that things will only happen for you if you make them happen for you, right? So it definitely is all about like putting in the effort. If you want to grow your business, you got to do things that are scary 
and that are going to grow your business. And if you want to meet new people and make new connections, you have to go out there and you have to meet them and you have to cold call them. You have to DM them on Instagram, like whatever it is that you have to do to get to those goals, like you have to do them. Right. And so I think a big goal for me, um, obviously similar to you, I would like to grow a team. I don't want to be by myself forever. That's way too much work. And so what I have done is cultivated sort of one real strong person under me. And it definitely is something that feels very manifesty, very like similar to our story where like random things happen and that's how you meet. Um, and so I had a fabulous girl, Danielle, slide into my DMs. <laughs> And literally that is how we met. And we started talking on our Instagram chat about random stuff. And then we needed an assistant one day and she showed up and then we met in person for the first time. And it just like really unfolded from there. And so I've been doing my best to really put a lot of effort into giving her the tools that she needs. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want to be a boss that I felt like I had being like growing in this business, right? So I want her to feel like she can come to me with any little thing like I went to you, right? So I'm I've been- to cry. I know. I'm just so I proud really, of you. I really do feel like that relationship that we had is why I feel so confident in myself. And so I want her to feel that same way. And so she sends me so many text messages and so many emails and all these things. And she's always like, I'm so sorry if this is too much. Like, let me know if I like need to scale it back. And I literally, I'm like, do not scale it back. Like, I know that the intention behind hiring you is that I have less work and it feels like I have more work right now. That is exactly how I want it to be because I'm at a stage in my life where like, I don't have kids and I have the time and the bandwidth right now to give it to her. And so I would like to funnel as much of my information and my knowledge in as I can. So that way, when that time comes, I know that she's ready and I can really step back and do a lot less. And so that is, I think the, the biggest goal is getting her to a place where she's able to do full service as well. And I am really there to do like the big, amazing events and that a majority of our amazing clients can all be funneled through her or even someone else down the line. So that's really where we're at, where I'm, I'm every day putting it out into the universe that we're going to get enough leads to fill both of our schedules right. and that I am there to guide her through that process. So like right now we're both about, I'm over halfway. I would say I have like a couple spots left. She's probably halfway and for next for year, 2024. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And so we're feeling like, okay, we, we have the room still with the two people. And so we're ready to just like dive in and give her the opportunity to, to dive in and, and show her stuff. So I love it. That's so, so great. Well, um, if you could just get, you know, give a little bit of an insight on what you've done recently to help grow your business and maybe some final thoughts of recommendations for people that are wanting to break into this industry. Yeah. So I think uh, the biggest thing I've done like really recently is I've started to invest a lot more into like outside help, right? So things like my Instagram, that was something that a couple months ago I decided I do not have the bandwidth anymore to give it what it needs. Instagram is huge. It's one of those things where it feels like it's its own full-time job. I'm like, I am not a social media manager. I am a wedding planner. I have so many things to do. The last thing I have time for is like write these thoughtful captions. Like I just don't have the bandwidth. And I was just like, you know what? This is something that if I want to continue to see leads coming in, our presence on Instagram is important. It's like the first thing people see when they Google us, right? It's like your website and your Instagram. People are on mm -hmm. their Instagram. It just comes up like Napa Valley Weddings, their Instagram. Okay. So I decided that that was like a huge step for me. I was, I've, I've gone into this business very like, I will do everything. I will be the accountant. I will be this. I will be that. I will do whatever is necessary so that I don't have to pay anyone anything. Right. And I have decided that that worked when I was 
first starting and I didn't have any money. Um, but now things are happening. We have cash flow. And that is the way that I think we're going to grow is you have to pay people to take on some of those other roles. So um, yeah, we've officially outsourced the the Instagram. I have someone writing blogs for me and just all of these things are going to help with our SEO and our online presence, which is like the real way that we get new business. So that has been a big step where I'm like, every time I see that come out of my account, I'm like, it's okay. It's worth it. Like, it's it's worth just... It money is energy. And so mm -hmm. it's not that you're losing the money. It's mm -hmm. you're spending the energy on other energy. And if you yeah. think of it like that, energy is always coming to you. Energy exists everywhere. So yeah, in exchange of your hard earned energy is something mm -hmm. that's going to give you more energy back, right? Exactly. I mean, I feel like the sheer amount of space in my brain and hours in the day, it feels like I've gotten back just by passing that off, it feels like every day I'm like, oh, that was such a good decision. And what's the next one? Like, mm -hmm. what's the next thing I can give to somebody else? Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's just like a couple things like we got to we got to rebrand the website. We got to get the new logo because I made our logo on Canva when I was like sitting around in my bed during COVID. Yes. And like, there's these things that you're like, okay, now that we are off the ground, it is time to like take it to the next level and right. really make it feel luxury and all that. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on my show. Oh my I want to be like, this is our show um, because we go way back. Um, yeah. But thank you so much. And um, for the listeners, what is your Instagram handle and what is your website so they can come give you some love and follows? Yes, you will find us over at Carly Saber Events. So that's at Carly Saber Events on Instagram and CarlySaberEvents.com will take you to where you'll find us. And that's Carly with a C if you don't see it in the podcast description. Yes. <laughs> awesome. And, and there you go. C-A-R-L-Y. Yes. Saber. S-A-B-E-R. Carly yeah. Saber Events. Perfect. Now they know. All right. Thank you so much. And I am wishing you literally the best to come. You are thriving and growing and I can't wait for all of us to see what you do next. Well, thank you so much. And congratulations on this huge next chapter in your life. And I am thrilled to get to be a part of it. So thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. All right, everyone. Wow. What an amazing and detailed story that Carly shared with us today. I'm so proud of her. I hope that this episode encourages you to get out there and pursue your dreams because whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Be sure to subscribe to my newsletter and get my five steps to manifesting the best day at rokevents.com forward slash manifesting your dreams. From there, I will provide you a QR code to join the Manifesting Your Dreams podcast Facebook group so that we can continue the conversation. Sending love and gratitude your way. Looking forward to bringing you another episode next week. Stay tuned.